Hey guys, Stacy Monroe here, and today is episode three of a four-part series where I'm doing for salon owners, and today I want to talk about leadership and communication. These two subjects can be super challenging for a lot of us. As a salon owner, we wear many hats, and today I want to talk to you about the very large one that says leader on it. Most of the time, becoming a great leader, it's by trial and error, and unfortunately, we may end up losing some good staff along the way. It's really sad sometimes what it takes for us to learn. But the, less, the, the good thing about it is that we do learn, right? And I'm speaking from pure experience here. There was a time um, where I, when I wasn't working behind my chair, and all I would do was come into the salon periodically. I'd pop in there barking orders. And I was always telling people, you know, stylists, like what they were doing wrong. I felt really strong about the image that I had for my salon and, and the success of the salon. And, you know, I mean, there were some good that came out of it because, you know, you do have to be, you know, kind of strong when it comes to being a boss and stuff, but you need to learn how to lead properly. You know, I never really focused on the good in my stylists. I had some pretty amazing stylists in there that had great attributes that they brought to the salon. And honestly, in truth, I didn't even know how to appreciate the good in them. I literally just like had blinders on, you know? I've been hustling for a long time and, you know, I just had this idea and everybody was just gonna follow it. And I have been very blessed to have some pretty amazing people come through the salon in these last 28 years. Many of them were huge um, contributors to the beginning of my success. Um, but, you know, I am sad to say that I did lose many of them for different reasons. Um, but I'm thinking that a lot of them left because they didn't feel heard or appreciated. Um, I also lost some good stylists because I let the wrong stylists stay too long. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, have you ever had a stylist that you kept too long in the salon and it actually ended up hurting you in the long run? Um, it will totally hurt the culture of your salon. Um, the wrong stylists are also the ones we tend to usually do the most for because we want to fix them, we want to change them, and we're focusing on their potential. And that was my experience, you know, when I would hire the wrong people. You know, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, and at the end of the day, these individuals were always the first to basically stab me in the back, you know? So they created havoc in the salon as I was trying to help them, and at the end of the day, they leave. Um, and so my motto now is literally hire people, or I'm sorry, fire fast and hire slow. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying before, but, you know, it's a great thing to, to do. Take your time hiring, but when you got a fire, fire fast. Um, and it's, it's all about focusing on the stylist who you have that are great. You want to give them all of your time and your focus. So let's get it a little bit into the leadership qualities. And these are things that I had to learn. Um, so here are a few ways that can help you become a better leader. So one of them is never assume. So a lot of times we just assume that we know the whole story about certain things. So when people say things, so we make up stories in our head and we, you know, create the, you know, basically we create stories. So here I'm going to say is just never 
assume that you know exactly the whole scenario that's in front of you. Um, don't take things personal. Because what I find is that everybody is fighting their own battle. So if somebody's, you know, doing something, it's not personal, it's not about me. So take yourself out of the equation and, you know, look at it from a different standpoint. Don't emotionally invest in people's outside lives. So I always say, you know, set your boundaries and be their clear leader in the salon. So some, sometimes when a lot of people have a lot of things going on, you know, outside of the salon and they try and bring them in, if you just don't get on board with that and then just try and be their rock, you know, um, and get them looking at things a little differently, help them with a different perspective, then that works better than, than not being emotionally invested, right? So don't be too attached to your expectations. Now, you know, here's what happens. People are literally just doing their best, right? So try not to be too attached to your expectations of other people. Always explain your why, why your policies and procedures are important to you. I feel like if people know a little bit more of the story, then they will tend to do better. Like you can't just assume they know why you're doing things. There's been a lot of times where I just would say something and I just assume people knew the rest and they don't. So always just explain as much as you can and that goes within the communication as well. Learn to listen without judgment or reaction. That's a tough one, but you know, not only do it with your staff, but also with your salon clients. Our clients expect us to also lead and they also want to be heard. So learn to listen without judgment or reaction. Okay, so now I want to talk a little bit about communication and clarity. So when we interview people, we want to do it with purpose and clarity. So what do I mean by this? Well, in order to find the right staff, you kind of need to know what you're looking for. So in the beginning of my ownership, um, it was a scenario of like build it and they shall come scenario. Um, it was 28 years ago before they had salons and suites on every corner. And I literally had a wait list for years for stylists to come work in the salon. You know, I started out in a five chair salon we remodeled it to a nine chair salon and then we remodeled it to an 18 chair salon. And each time that we were going up, it was full. And so there was always, you know, people just waiting. So you're going to want to get clear on these subjects so that when you go into the interview, you have a better feel of the questions that you're going to be asking for and what it is that you're looking for. So, here are some questions that I want you to just kind of jot down on a piece of paper and just get clear on these answers. Um, what do you want the feel of your salon to be? The culture. Do you have a mission? What are your mantras and your mottos? What do you want um, your client experience to be when they come? How do you want them to speak about you when they leave? Like, what do you want... What do you want your clientele to say behind your back? So these are some great questions to just really get clear on. 
because you're going to have a better chance of hiring the right people. I didn't do this. I didn't have to. People were just lined up. So when you do hire the right staff who appreciate everything that you're striving for and that you're actually doing it for them too because you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it so that you can have, you know, a longstanding, you know, reputation in your community that they can actually benefit from, right? Because I have some people that have been working in the salon for a really long time. Well, if you hire the right staff, they're going to respect you and they're always going to be in your corner. And right now I can honestly say I have that. And I can probably hire, I'm a 16 chair right now and two of us are part-time. Um, we have about 13 stylists working there now. I can hire six more hairstylists, but right now I'm like, I've put a couple ads out. People, stylists aren't really moving around, but I haven't really tried my hardest. And the people who have come, I have not hired them. I'm being super picky about who I let come in to work with us right now. I feel super protective for what we have all accomplished in there. You know, we are really all in this together. You know that saying, right? <laughs> I don't agree with some of the reasons why they came up with that saying, but, but for us, you know, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot in this last couple of years, and, you know, we've risen above, above it, and we're all doing really well. Um, I just kind of want to back up a little bit and just talk about how, like, you know, there was times where I can remember that I felt like a stranger in my own salon and like I didn't belong. And, um, you know, this was 100% my fault. I was feeling this way because I wasn't building, I wasn't being a good leader. And so, you know, people were feeling deflated and they just, they were kind of losing trust in me. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't communicating. I was just assuming. Um, and, uh, you know, I take full responsibility for it. And, um, you know, this is something that no one can really prepare us for as being an owner. You know, there's a lot of inside work that goes on with being an owner. It's all the gray areas, right? You know, we're working in a creative environment. We're creative. Most creatives are quite the rebels, <laughs> at least I know I am, and I've known quite a few hairstylists that are rebels, especially if you started like in your early 20s, like we were crazy. Um, so I'm sure that you're a creative. Um, you know, we work long hours together, and um, sometimes we're with each other more than we're actually with our families. And I know firsthand how it's, you know, it's really hard not to get emotionally and defensive when we're seeking to grow a team to match our vision. And as an owner, you have to learn how to be flexible, forgiving. And, you know, like Oprah says, we do better when we know better. And um, you can also, I want to say this, is you can be a hairstylist behind your chair and be a successful leader. I know there's other coaches in this space where they have a different opinion on this and they're saying that, you know, you have to get from behind, away from behind your chair and, you know, I'm working behind my chair. I'm right there in the trenches with everybody with me and I feel like I, I can relate to them a lot more and I feel like they respect me more than when I was just kind of coming in, in and out, you know, I think it makes me a better leader, you know, because I do under, understand the struggles of being a hairstylist and how important it is to be part of a working team together in there. You know, there's a lot of cleanup, there's towels. I mean, there's so much stuff. There's so much. And we all do need to work together as, as a team. Um, 
you know, in full transparency, when I wasn't in there doing hair, I had a hard time uh, empathizing. You know, I had all these strict rules about how they had to dress, what kind of shoes they had to wear. You know, everybody had to be camera ready. That was one of the terms that we, I used regularly in the salon. And now if they show up in pajamas and slippers, <laughs> no judgment here. You know, okay, I know that's a little bit extreme, and I don't think anyone would show up in their pajamas and slippers, but you get the point. Um, what we do is super physical. And at the end of the day, we're a bit trashed. Our clothes are trashed, our bodies, our feet, you know, we take a beating. Um, and many of us, you know, when we opened up our salon, it's because, you know, we had this huge idea that it was going to be so fun, no one to listen to, you know, we wanted the freedom to create our own world and ecosystem in our salon. Being a leader or a class, a world-class communicator was not one of our driving forces. I don't know about you, but... You know, I don't know if you ever heard the story of me talking about the reason why I opened my salon was because I wanted to listen to my own music. And honestly, I can't. I can't listen to my own music. I have too many other people to worry about, you know. Plus, I kind of like that dance um, house music. And, you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, I can listen to it all day, but a lot of people have a problem with that. Um, but, yeah, so that's um, so exactly what we have to get good at in order to create our success is, you know, we have to be flexible. And we want stylists lining up at the door waiting to come work with us because of our leadership skills. You know, word of mouth. Uh, I feel like I, um, in a way, have painted kind of like a really bad picture of myself <laughs> back in the day. But I wasn't really that bad. At the end of the day, you know, when you're growing a business from the ground up, you, you're going to be a little intense, definitely a little intense. Um, just try and be kind while you're doing it. And you can have expectations and rules. Just be mindful about how you're executing them. All right. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I think we're just going to like leave it right here today. And I have, I'm actually going to release five parts of this series. So tomorrow um, I'm going to record part four. And part four is going to be about, you know, one thing that can take you down the fastest in your salon. Um, I had a spa the, for 14 years and I sold it in 2014. And the people I sold it to within six months, they pretty much were ready to shut their doors. And so I'm going to share the story with you. Um, they ended up hiring me back to be their manager. And I, within seven, six weeks, actually got them, you know, back on their feet. And so I'm just going to tell you what I found um, that, that really took them down the quickest. So until that next episode, I will see you guys then. Peace.